Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on, from the technical to the emotional, and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome. Today I want to talk about why you don't feel like a real game developer, and you're working on a game, right? And if you are, that makes you a game developer. So why don't you feel like a real game developer? Well, sit down, grab yourself a steaming cup of fucking coffee, and let's get into it because this is going to help you, okay? You don't feel like a real game developer. I know you don't. Why? Because it's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is that feeling you get when you feel like a fraud or a fake, or like someone is going to find out that you don't know what the heck you're doing and maybe judge you or laugh at you. It's really, it's a horrible feeling. And why do we feel that way when we're grinding away at our games day in and day out? So reason number one is your brain. And I'll tell you how this plays out for me to help this make a little bit more sense. You're all going to have different idols and different sources of inspiration. Mine is Team Cherry, the creators of Hollow Knight, and Eric Barone, creator of Stardew Valley, and honestly, so many other amazing developers. I used to watch Thin Matrix's devlogs every week on YouTube back when he was working on Equilinox, and back then he was uploading a devlog every single week, regardless of what his progress was like. At least that's how I remember it. And I got super, super invested in this guy's project and just him as a developer. He would show you his game progress, his little garden on his balcony, some fancy meal he made that week, and that was it. Rinse, repeat. And I really, really took this to heart. Like, I wanted this guy's life. I looked up to him because he worked hard and he was just grinding away, living his best life, and it looked like a complete dream to me. Although, it turned into something kind of unhealthy for me, though, because on the one hand, I loved his content and always looked forward to it, and on the other hand, I was super jealous and wanted his life and was a little bit bitter and resentful about the life that I had. I had maybe an hour a day back then to work on my game, back before I quit my job. And here's where it becomes a problem when you let something you want become this idealized fantasy world in your head. Thin Matrix's life looked perfect to me. Now, when you watch a devlog, what you're going to see is progress and challenges and solutions to those challenges and some game developer working in a way that is different from the way that you do work on a daily basis with different life circumstances, different game ideas, a different knowledge base and set of skills. Now, if you multiply all of that out by like 100 and do it with three dozen devs instead of just one, and you read books about game developers and the challenges they face, but ultimately the success that they found you know, you watch Indie Game the movie, you watch countless hours of documentaries on how games were made, you listen to podcasts and interviews delivered from developers talking about their process and how they made their game and how they did it. And if you do all of that, you've got hundreds upon hundreds of stories to compare your own with. So then let me ask you, like, when your mind is left to its own devices, is it ever on your side? Does it ever offer you words of comfort? Does it ever just make you feel good or encouraged when you're comparing the way that you work to other people? And no, it doesn't. It won't because your brain is a fucking dick. Your mind is trained to focus on survival because of evolution. It is trained to look for danger and problems and things that can hurt you. 
that voice in your head that tells you you suck, that you're not good enough, that you aren't going to make it, that you should quit, that you're not smart enough, whatever it says, that voice is not your voice. And it took me forever to learn this, but that voice that you hear, it's not you talking to yourself. That's just your brain trying to make you stay away from stuff that's not safe. Making games is not safe because you're opening yourself up to judgment and criticism. So, of course, when you've built up this fantasy in your mind about what it's like for other devs, which I promise you is nothing close to reality, and you combine that with a mind that overzealously protects you by generating thoughts that make you feel like crap when you're working on games, you get imposter syndrome. It feels real because you have the racing negative thoughts in your head and you have stress or anxiety or discomfort in your body because your nervous system is reacting to your thoughts and it churns out stress hormones. Your challenge as a game developer is to do your work consistently even though you feel this way. That's what your idols did. So that voice that tells you you suck, it's not your voice, don't listen to it. Reason number two is expectations versus reality. If you have any kind of fantasy built up in your mind about what it's like to make games, they're just not going to match reality. And that's true of just about anything. If you've been doing game dev for more than 30 seconds, you know that it is not all unicorns and pixie dust. We live in a society that tells you to follow your dreams and pursue your passion and to build your perfect life. But the problem, I think, is that our idea of passion and dream and perfect are kind of wrong. So let me offer this thought to help shift things around a little bit. Following your dreams is not some yellow brick road. If you are willing to follow your dreams, what it really means is this is worth suffering for. This is worth making myself uncomfortable for. Making games is not going to be necessarily a fun experience the entire way through. I promise you that. It's both one of the most frustrating and stressful things I've ever tried to do, but also one of the most fulfilling personally. And if you can relate to that statement, then you're on the right path and you are pursuing your passion. But it is not easy. Many people will refuse to support you. You will be judged. You will make really, really stupid mistakes that make you feel like an idiot. No one will understand why it's taking you so long. You'll have to scrap things that you love. It will eat up your free time. It will consume your thoughts. You will never feel satisfied with your work, you will hate your games some of the time, and you will want to quit a thousand times over. You will have so many days where you don't feel like working on your game, and all of this, that is what pursuing your dreams is all about. Knowing that all of that stuff will happen, but you're okay with it because releasing a game that you made makes it all worth it. All of that negative crap I just said, it doesn't even matter because you released a game. And if you don't feel like a real game developer, your expectations of what the journey was going to be like are probably not matching reality. Reason number three is you don't do what the pros do. And the more you learn about game development, the more you learn how much you don't know about game development. Every single time I come across something I don't know, I get this little twinge of imposter syndrome every time. There are people out there doing great things and they know all this stuff that I don't know. And for an example, for the longest time, I did not know how to use GitHub. Every other programmer that I followed used GitHub and they they committed their game and all this stuff. And I didn't even know what they were talking about. I didn't know anything about it. 
And when I added this to my mental list of things I didn't know, that it felt like every single other developer did know, it made me feel stupid or like a fake or a fraud. But this problem doesn't really hold up under any kind of scrutiny though. Every single pro will give you different advice. They all have different skills and they all have different knowledge. Some make their own game engines, some use Unity or Unreal or some other engine that's already made. Some were artists that learned how to code, and some were programmers that then learned art. Some are programmers that bought art assets, and some are artists that hired a programmer. And some started from ground zero and had no programming or art skills to begin with. You are going to compare yourself to other developers. I'd love to tell you not to, because you shouldn't, but you are human and you can't help it, so there's no point in me even saying it, because you will do it. And when you compare yourself to other game developers, you will notice discrepancies between you and the people that you idolize or look up to. And if you're not aware of what's happening when this is going on, these discrepancies between you and these people you look up to will become your personal proof that you are a fraud like you're doing something wrong if you aren't doing what past successful people did exactly as they did it. But your journey of making your game, it's never ever going to match anybody else's. I read somewhere that Team Cherry worked on Hollow Knight for like 12 hours a day, six days a week for years to create Hollow Knight. And I can't do that. I don't have that much expendable time. If I work that much, all the other areas of my life are going to crumble and I will burn out because if I do that, then I'm giving all my energy to the game and then I'm underachieving as a dad, a husband, a friend, a son, etc. There's no faster recipe for burnout, in my opinion. I have a different set of priorities than they did. That's it. That's literally it. That doesn't make them better devs and it doesn't make me a worse one. We just have different priorities. No one knows everything, no one has everything figured out, and all the pros and all your idols, they doubted themselves too. And they learned stuff along the way, and maybe, maybe <laughs> Team Cherry didn't know how to use GitHub either, but honestly, I have no idea. Here's the thing, feeling like a fraud is just something you're gonna have to get used to feeling for the long haul, I think. Your confidence will grow over time, uh, that's just the natural way of things. But just because it doesn't feel like you're a real game developer, just because you feel anything doesn't make the thoughts behind that feeling true. And I find that understanding the why behind the crappy feeling can really help keep me focused on the work I need to do instead of the reasons why I'm not good enough and why I should just quit. That's all I got. If you love this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much. Bye.